Hello and welcome to Spy Hard's podcast. I'm Agent Scott and usually I'm joined by Cam but because of scheduling it's just me this episode but we're back with a Spy Master interview continuing our coverage of 2006's Casino Royale as part of our James Bond 60th anniversary celebrations. Joining us in the interview is Mr. Joseph Milson who uh, you will know as Agent Carter from the film he uh, aided James Bond in taking down Malacca in the free-running sequence, uh, perhaps the most exciting sequence in the entire film. So without further ado, here is Mr. Joseph Milson. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, the, well, I was going to say star of this week's film, one of the stars, certainly, of this week's film, Casino Royale 2006, star of stage and screen, Mr. Joseph Milson. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well enjoying the uh, the frost has hit London now, so it's getting yeah, a bit choppy yeah. here. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to walk the dogs with gloves on this morning. Yeah, yes, my greyhound is definitely not enjoying the weather. So uh, yeah. no, but um, I know your time is short, so I think what we're going to do is dive right in to yes, Bond. go for it. That's what we're doing. Go Sixty years of Bond this week. Sixty years yeah. of Bond. That's a lot. Amazing. Um, maybe before we got to the project itself for you, I mean, did yeah. you have any previous connection to Bond? Did you watch it growing up? I mean, I watched it growing up. I was a big fan. I, uh, it, you know, whenever it was on in our house, it was things were stopped and we would watch it. You know, even if you turned on and it was 15 minutes in, it's one of those things that you just see through to the end in a house. And and uh, I think, you know, my era was probably Dalton, but mm. my heart was Connery um, and I enjoyed the Roger Moores. And uh, but I wasn't what you'd call a fan. Like I didn't have posters up on my wall or anything, but I loved them. When I saw them, you know, yeah, yeah there was just an appointment viewing in the UK. Basically, yeah, exactly, it was on TV. Exactly. You just stick it on. Spy, you love me. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so then let's take us over to Casino Royale. Yeah, you know, probably two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. Um, what happened? You end up being Carter in the film. Uh, yeah. Quite a famous scene in in. Um, we've yeah. actually spoken to your co-star Sebastian Fukan a couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago. So he was he's yeah. great as well. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, how did you end up getting connected with the project? Well, you know, when you're a working actor in England, you do every now and then. I mean, this is a while ago, so I'm trying to remember. But I, my agent at the time was a lovely lady called Jan. And, and, and she got, she phoned me ever so excited because I'd been in a play. Let me get this right. This sounds very grand. It doesn't happen often. But I was at the National Theatre doing an Ibsen with Damien Lewis and Leslie Manville and a, had a great part in it and things were going very well and she phoned like ridiculously excited saying um the casting director and producer of uh the new you know because the, there hadn't been a bond film for how long before casino royale a while right it, it would be four so, films by the time it landed okay yeah so anyway it'd been a while and the rumors were massive nobody knew who the next bond was going to be mm. um she said they want you to go to pinewood to do a little screen test. And she immediately was talking like it was to test to play Bond. And I went, yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's not, I promise you. She went, it might be, they're being very cloak and down. They won't send anything. You have to turn up and read the pages. You have to, um, you know, anyway, um, long story short, I sort of was, I, I heard a rumor. I was added to a long list of like extra bodies in case they needed actors to do to screen test the Bond girls and to look like on paper so that it looked like they had had a longer list of people who might play Bond. But it was totally. Right. And then I did eventually when I went in, I read this one little scene 
with about two lines and they said we're really sorry that we have to audition you for such a tiny thing blah 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 I went, it's fine it's fine and then didn't hear anything for so long three months that i just presumed well it's that's obviously not happened basically after about three weeks we know it's a no as mm, actors basically right. so i started another job at the royal shakespeare company job of dreams playing benedict in much ado about nothing opposite Tams Tamsin greg as beatrice and they suddenly thought, called and said oh yeah so it's a yes and we want you to go to the bahamas in in about three weeks and i was busy I was playing a lead role at the Royal Shakespeare Company, so I shouldn't have been able to go. And my, I asked the Royal Shakespeare Company, I said, can you let me out of rehearsals for a week? Mm. And they said, we're really sorry, but no, no way. There's legally, we can't. Nope. You, you are playing the lead role. And also, we just can't for insurance purposes. What if you got hurt out there? What if we're sorry? No. It's fair and enough. My director, lovely lady called Marianne Elliott. I told her about it. I was like, I can't believe this opportunity and it's got to go. Why did they take so long? She went, look, I just won't call you in that week, which is pretty hard when I'm lead role in the play. She found all the other little bits I wasn't in. Mm -hmm. And to her credit, she rehearsed those for a week and just went, go, don't tell the RSC. So I went sort of on the quiet and, uh, and sure enough, broke my collarbone and had to go back into rehearsals like um but um uh i went and got to do it so it really was a, a bit of a miracle but even then they send you your three pages i didn't tell any of my friends i was in a bond film because mm. i've had too many experiences of mates of mine say hey i'm in a new spielberg hey i'm in uh, a massive this hey i'm there it's only a little part but i'm in it and you go and see it and you go oh, the poor bastards they were cut out they were entirely cut out <laughs> so i didn't tell barely anyone so it was such a surprise when it then came out and i went to the premiere and martin campbell came straight up to me before and he went see i told you i told you you'd be in it and he said and you got a close-up i went whatever when as if went in and i was for such a small part it was actually a really lovely little scene that felt like part of the film you know and um so yeah that's that's my story of getting into casino Royale. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I actually didn't know about the collarbone thing. So I, I guess my research is flawed. So we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so you had the three pages. Did they tell you anything about Carter? Any backstory at all? Not really. I mean, uh, my memory is he didn't have a name. Oh. He was called something like, I'm going to get this wrong. And geeks will tell me you couldn't have been that because someone else was that. But it sort of said like 009 and a half, you know, whatever. He was another, it just said 00 something. Sure. So he was another 00 agent. Um, and Daniel Craig, when we had our little rehearsal, mm. um, said, well, I've got to call him something. I've got to call him something. And my memory is Daniel Craig came up with the name Carter. Well, there you go. I owe him that. Yeah. I, I like that you're a double O in, in this backstory, though. It makes Why yeah. would you not be on a mission? You're, you're... Yeah, yeah. I think you'd have to be. Yeah. He, he was I always... the shittest double O that ever lived. <laughs> That's why you're a half. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, OK. Did they? Did you choreograph anything with... The, the team because obviously you do the, the quick stunt where you fall down i'm guessing that's where the collarbone came in as well yeah yeah um yeah it was all very quick you get there and it's literally 300 real extras no cgi helicopters flying around martin campbell shouting through a megaphone and we just uh, before i'd even spoken to anyone he went stand there and he shot the wide in the helicopter you know the, I'm right like, yeah oh, it just happened um and then we did a quick run then the stunt team their whole motto on that film the motto on set was get on with it Hence Daniel Craig losing teeth and getting beaten black and blue. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the stunt team just the crowd are there they just said i'll do this once follow me this is what you're going to do push through the crowd he found the edge of the pool there's a school gym crash mat 16 feet down 12 feet maybe long way down and uh he just fell onto that and he went so your turn and i was like oh no one had ever mentioned this um the script didn't really make that clear <clears throat> and uh and also gun training i had to do full weapon training just to rack it properly it was great um but then they said well we'll shoot your rehearsal so i had three cameras on me and i was so so anxious to do a good job i got so amped up and it was all you didn't I didn't even know where the cameras were hidden in the bush half the time and uh and one down in the swimming pool and sebastian's there and i follow him and he does his crazy free running jump down i have to do what i was told which is to backflip onto this crash mat and luckily i'm quite good at that stuff but i was you can't see can you imagine pushing through people mm -hmm. yeah you can't see where the edge of the pool is yeah you, you don't last, know where you're jumping until the last millisecond i couldn't see where the edge of the pool was and I, I saw it perfectly put my foot and I launched. I went, I'm going to do an amazing one. Backflip perfectly. I landed on top of a camera. I cleared the crash mat uh. and landed on top of a very expensive camera. And to a man, the entire crew, everyone was checking that the camera was all right, <laughs> obviously. Um, and I was off in a corner going, ow, my, my shoulder really hurts. But I'm not going to ever eventually somebody, you're right. I went, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was starting to really throb and then went right we'll have to reset and i went over and apologized to the crew and anyway long story short i i did the second one a bit calmer landed perfectly on the crash mat but as i landed i heard a crack mm. and i again they went great okay i think we got that we'll move on to some close-ups and stuff and i went off to a corner and i was like ashen and a stunt man came up to me and said you're all right i went yeah can you come here i was so desperate not to get sacked and sent yeah. home i pulled him around a corner i said i think i've hurt my shoulder and i showed him my shoulder and it was sticking up like i mean like you wouldn't believe like uh, a jagged triangle and he went oh you've broken your collarbone mate mm -hmm. and he said he was just about to tell everyone i went please 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 they, i've just done my first two shots they're going to send me home he went, they won't send you home we're in the bahamas i was so paranoid i persuaded this guy who i will remain nameless in case he loses his job in the future because it was naughty he gaffer taped my shoulder down and gave me a special stuntman pill which i won't i don't want to know what's in it but it was amazing they're still here and all i know is when you watch the close-up of me in my little one close-up which was done after that i can see in my eyes I'm kind of off my face on painkillers. <laughs> There's a little bit of trivia. When you watch it again, just have a look. I'm a little bit hazy. That, that explains the woo as you're falling into the pool. You're just really enjoying uh, well, yourself. Well, yeah, that had already happened. We'd done that by then, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'll go look out for the uh, the glass-eyed look on the yeah. next viewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keen-eyed keen viewers will probably find yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't believe that gaffer tape thing, but I won't dive into it because, yeah, I don't want to get anyone. Well, there's in trouble. nothing to be done for a collarbone. There's nothing to be done. No, it's rest, isn't it? All you can do is rest it, and actually, there is a sort of medical version of that that just sort of gives it a gentle pressure down, but it hurts. And of course, the worst bit was when I flew home. I got yeah. away with it with painkillers, and then the air pressure—I nearly passed out on the way home. <laughs> so you had the close-up after that, which you got through, yeah. of course. Was there anything yeah. else? Any other shots they, they did? There were some other little bits and bobs they did a lot of coverage obviously loads of coverage but not too much i was done 
in two days. I mean, that tiny setup probably took two days before they left the swimming pool, you know. Mm. Um, but I was there a week because it's just for insurance and covering, you know, because it was a shot on film. They had to wait for the rushes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an amazing week, amazing week. And, and it, another top trivia not everyone knows, I was supposed to be in Quantum of Solace, same character. Okay. I was asked, checked availability, told what was going to happen, what the scenes were. And there was basically a scene where Bond is going off on some part of a mission and he, they, he says, they say, you've got to take someone with you. And he says, who? And he turns around and it's Carter and he goes, oh, no. So I was this running gag, <laughs> like a John Cleese shit agent they had in Quantum of Solace. And about a month before filming, they cut 12 pages, including my bits. But he was nearly, and but those scenes are in the Quantum of Solace game. And I voiced them. I was going to bring up the game. I was gonna Yeah, well, the, the game, game people, they got sent a script that they were told was a shooting script. Right. They hired me in to come and voice mm-hmm. these scenes. We filmed them, and I went, you know these aren't in the film. They were like, yeah, very funny. I said, they're not in the film. What? But they left them in the game. My son's played it and seen them. I haven't. Um, but uh, so, yeah, nearly a running character in the Bonds, which would have been lovely. You never know. He might come back. Well, he's not dead. Contrary to rumours, he's not dead. Because Quantum, I said, isn't he dead? And they said, no, he just got injured. He got poisoned by a mongoose bite, but he's not yeah, dead. He's fine. He's fine. He's, <laughs> and, and, so a deleted scene from Quantum can be found in the Quantum video game. That's official now. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you said you're on set for a, a few days then before you went back yeah. home. Yeah. Just We've heard about the, the shoulder and everything now. Yeah. One thing I want to ask is just about Daniel Craig. You said you had a little interaction with him, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seen together, but that was his first bond. A lot of pressure yeah. on the man. And uh, we spoke to Sebastian, uh, will, will yeah. be next week. And they worked together quite a lot, obviously, yeah. in the chase sequence. But yeah. what was your sort of takeaway from working with Daniel? Well, I think I arrived at that moment where they'd maybe only been filming a few weeks. Yeah. And um, the press, it was in the real peak of when the press were being awful to him. Mm-hmm. And there was a real sense of uh, hunkering down in the trenches and getting on with the job. And am I allowed to swear on this? Go for it. Yeah, it was a real fuck you feeling to the world from Martin Campbell and Daniel together. They were very tight and the whole crew. And it felt like being in a kind of band of brothers. And um, and Daniel was, fa- I mean, I, I, I'm just going to plug it because why not? I should have it here. I wrote a book that did really well. Um, which is a memoir of just the first very tough, weird 10 years in the business for me, mm-hmm. which was, a, it's a comedy book really called Work and Other Four-Letter Words. And it, the, the opening pages of the book are about my arrival in the Bahamas because I arrived and went straight to Daniel Craig's 40th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Literally got off the plane, went to a shooting range, did my gun training, and then went to his 40th birthday, which was more Bond-like than anything in Casino Royale. This party was insane. And there were only three actors there. So my I got out of the car and Daniel Craig, who I'd never met before, came bowling up to the car, with, put a cigar in my mouth and said, yes, another fucking actor. Brilliant. And dragged <laughs> me off to a dance floor. So he was he was just fantastic. And I was, you know, skinny dipping with cast and crew by the end of that night in 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 the ocean and, and incredibly drunk. Um, so he was fantastic. But on the set, he was very, very. Uh, very professional but um quite open our little rehearsal was literally me him and martin campbell just having a quick chat um but he was very open and inclusive and um and you know lovely and i remember at the 
the premier party i hadn't seen him for a year obviously and i thought he won't remember me and they give you at those things a pack of you've got a wristband for this you've got a purple wristband to get in here you've got all these things the massive party afterwards and the very inner circle of the party i could see daniel as a little rope and he's sitting now i just wanted to go and shake his hand and say thank you mate mm -hmm. you know you were so lovely on set and i could see him and a bouncer was standing there. He said, have you got your green wristband or whatever? And hang on, hang on. I'm looking through my envelopes. I said, oh, they haven't got a green one in here. I've got all the others. I mean, you you can't come in. Mm. And I went, oh, I just wanted to say thank you to Daniel. I'm in a scene with Daniel. And I just wanted to shake his hand. Then I'll go. You can watch me if you want. I'll leave. No, mate, you're not fucking going to talk to her. And he caught my eye. And I waved. And he sort of recognized me. He went, oh, yeah, hi. I went, he's not letting me in. But I was trying to over the noise signal. And Daniel Craig came and spoke to this bouncer and went, mate, he's in the film. Let him in. And the bouncer went, no, mate. I've got my orders. And he turned Daniel Craig down. And I went, listen, <laughs> that's lovely of you. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so my experience with Daniel Craig is just a total fucking diamond. <laughs> I, I also tip my hat to the, to the bouncer guy, because at least he, yeah. he stuck up to both oh. of you. That, yeah. James Bond's telling you off and you're like, no, mate, sorry. Sorry, mate, I got me all this green wristband only or whatever it was. Well, um, you mentioned Martin Campbell as well. This yeah. is his second Bond film. He'd done yeah. Fantastic GoldenEye before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any sort of experience, any memories of working with him? Any thoughts on that? Oh, just like it was working with Peckinpah or someone. I mean, well, a nicer version, but he was, you know, he was a, like, a, it was like an old school movie director. He used a megaphone to shout to the cast and crew and he amped everyone up you know and um oh i know another memory a little one um again it's in the book i'll keep plugging my book uh um but uh it was really interesting you know the whole my I'm, there's not much plot from me but there's a bit the point is that sebastian Fukant sees me he i give away that i've got an earpiece right mm -hmm. that's the whole point take your, get your finger out your ear when i did my mids and close-ups martin came up to me he's so busy he went yeah the the, the finger in the ear thing I'm, I'm starting to think i think it's a bit too obvious i think it's a bit theatrical i think it's a bit theatrical he'd heard i was doing a play he was like oh this is some theater actor being too big right. so he went let's let's cut but let's cut the finger in the ear let's cut the finger in the ear and i was so nervous it's my first big movie but i went as he was just about to walk away i was like that's the whole point of the fucking scene that's the thing He's so busy, he's forgotten the whole point of the scene. Dare I say this to him? And I went, Mr. Campbell. <laughs> he came back and went, yes. I went, I, I didn't know what to say. I went, I, I, I'm so sorry, uh, but isn't that the point? Isn't it that he gets caught with his hand in the till, as it were? Yeah. And that was the phrase I used. And Master Campbell went, all right, all right, leave it in for now. <laughs> so I, weirdly, I, and who knows what would have been left in the scene? Of the scene in the film if they'd have got there and go oh shit, it doesn't you know that is the point but i think in a day like that we've got helicopters 300 extras this that and it, it can be and i've directed my own tiny films now you know you can just lose sight of things sometimes mm -hmm. so there was that moment but he was great he listened to me and went okay okay just don't do it too big i, I don't know what i was doing what was i doing i'm sure i was doing it exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and I seem to remember as well that the earpiece worked. It was real. It was an actual communication device, and I could hear Daniel 300 yards away doing ah. his line, which is pretty awesome. I mean, they're gargantuan productions, the Bond films. Yeah. So it's no wonder yeah. he gets lost in it, but also that's yeah. crazy that it works. But also, yeah. that makes sense. They have the money. Yeah.
I think they were real. That's my memory is it was a real little earpiece that we could talk to each other with. Well, yeah, you, you spoke about the premiere, seeing Daniel. Yeah. Obviously, you see the film. Yeah. You see yourself in the close up. You got yeah. it all. What did you think of the finished film? Oh, well, the film, I just, even on that night, I was able to just watch it and just go, this is my favorite Bond film ever. This is just, well, at that point, just like, this is an amazing film. It's like Born Ultimatum with all the James Bond class. I just still think it's up there with the best one or two Bond films ever myself. It, it really is phenomenal. And um, yeah, and I met Ava on Casino Royale. We chatted on makeup trucks and stuff and in the hotel. And then I worked with Ava Green again on Penny Dreadful. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, we had a very intimate scene in Penny Dreadful. Dear Lord. Um, but um, <laughs> so it, it was brilliant. She was fantastic. I remember thinking she was just brilliant. The whole thing is just, it's so classy, I think. Yeah. Has it, brilliant. has it, one, one of the best your Bond songs ever? Absolutely. I, I love the song. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, Chris Cornell, I'm a big fan anyway, but having yeah. him and David Arnold working together is oh, a brilliant. That's, that's, a, that's the dream. I yeah. asked this question to Sebastian and he had a very interesting answer. I'm going to ask it to you too, sir. Did you keep a memento from the shoot? I'm a fool. No. And I, I, I came home with a few. Mm. I had the call sheets. I had, um, oh, I did have the trousers that I wore okay. in the thing. Can you believe, instead of keeping a hold of them and shrining them, I wore them nonstop for about 10 years. <laughs> nonstop. They were my go-to combat trousers until they fell apart. And then I threw them in a bin. But you, I have a million photographs of me wearing those because they were, I loved them. They were absolutely fantastic trousers. I was hoping you would say, I was genuinely hoping you'd say the earpiece. Oh, that would be awesome. But no, but if it worked, I get, I get why they took it. Yeah, back. they yeah. took that straight off me. No, that would have been amazing. No, nothing. I can't think of anything left. No. no. Um, okay. I mean, that, that's fair enough. And a lot of actors who get sort of told off for it. So I, I get yeah. why you didn't yeah. think to do it. Um, yeah. That's absolutely fine. I did have a sort of legacy question about the film because obviously yeah. it's it's probably the biggest Bond film ever been made uh, yeah. in terms of popularity. It's yeah. my favorite personally. Yeah, yeah. Are you surprised by that? I, um, that's a really good question. I don't know if that's exactly how I'd describe it. Surprised? I sort of. It's a weird thing because in a normal day where I go to the supermarket or walk the dogs and I don't think about it very often, then someone like you will get in touch and I'll go. And you kind of, I'm, I'm astounded at my good fortune of having been part of it. And, and I honestly, no one believes me when I say this, it can come on the television mm -hmm. and I can sort of forget I'm in it because it's such a surreal idea that I should be in a film like that. And then I go, and I thought, am I in this? Oh, yeah. Um, so I feel just, uh, I'm not religious or anything, but it is the right word. I feel blessed. It was just a blessing in my life. Um, and um you know strange things other I, I like saying at conventions as well that people don't realize you know i didn't get paid very well mm -hmm. they which is how barbara broccoli and everyone they know how to run a business who's gonna say no to a bond film but here's what i will say for them <clears throat> so they paid us kind of standard equity jobbing actor rates mm -hmm. right perfectly all right for a week's work but it's not going to change your life in any way shape even for a month um <clears throat> But I did get residuals, my tiny fraction of a tiny fraction of a tiny fraction 
of these were the days of DVD. If you go in any charity shop in England, mm -hmm. you will find three copies of Casino Royale on DVD. Mm -hmm. It was a phenomenal DVD seller. So I was like, I had this about a year after it came out. I had a day where I fell over with like a few thousand pounds more than I got paid for doing it for nothing. So, and it, every year still, maybe a hundred quid will come in or 200 quid. You know, it still is the gift that keeps giving. And thank God. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Calling all agents. Independent podcasting, much like the spy game, requires considerable resources. Whether it's research, equipment, hosting, or of course, constructing a top secret volcano lair, we're putting out the call for your support. That's right. As you may know, we've activated the Spy Hearts Patreon, home of our ever-growing lineup of Agents in the Field episodes where we decode non-spy films from your favorite spy actors and full film commentaries with more intel than a Basil Exposition briefing. Cam, what have we got in our crosshairs this month? Well, Scott, we're continuing with the Dirty Airy franchise with 1973's Magnum Force. So do you feel lucky, punk? Well, do ya? And if that sounds delicious, then become a true spy hard today and join the circus at patreon.com slash spyhards. But before this message self-destructs, Cam, resume the spy jinx. You mentioned the Quantum of Solace video game. Now, yeah. one thing that jumped out to me is your character is giving, given a first name. Yes. What did you think of Brian? Oh, I, I don't think I knew that. I've never heard that before. Is he called Brian Carter? Brian Carter. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I had no idea. It, I, it, That's it's terrible. Either, yes. That's terrible, but absolutely perfect. It's spot on, isn't it? Like, the guy has yeah. his finger in his ear. It's Brian. Brian. Brian, get your finger out your ear. Brian! Oh, it's very good. <laughs> I had no idea. That is it. I've just learned that today. There, there you go. go. I'm, I'm glad I could Brian share that moment. Carter. Do you know what? I'm going to bother to change my credits on Spotlight to playing Brian Carter. <laughs> Seen uh, appearing on Spy Hard's podcast can do that to people. You can definitely, yeah, you've, we've, we've grown from that this. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, but you're speaking of the finger in the ear, and you mentioned the yeah. legacy of the film. Yeah. I was curious because it's, it's kind of a call-out moment. It's become a bit of a meme in, in itself. Yeah. Do you think there's a gif? Oh, there absolutely is. Oh, I've never seen that. You'll have to send it to I'll me. I'll send it to you. That, yeah, yeah. There's, there, that's um, all over the place. I do occasionally get that shouted at me in supermarkets still. Or you get your finger out your ear. It's fantastic. I don't mind at all. And I just do it for them. I, I put my finger in my own ear for them. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's quite a thing, isn't it? And isn't in um, the last Daniel Craig film, mm -hmm. there's a nod to it, isn't there? There's a reference when she's going around. She's got an earpiece and she's going around that bar. There's a deliberate reference to it. Someone told me I was so honoured. <laughs> there's actually, there's actually two. Oh, there's that one which you're spot yeah. on with. There's also one in Skyfall. Where no you, way. With uh, Money Penny. Well, she, you don't know her as Money Penny at that point, yeah. but she is Money Penny. Um, she also has her finger in and gets told off for it. So it's uh, why did they not bring well, old Brian back? I want to see more Brian. I mean, it so nearly happened with Quantum. That would have been amazing. You see, I might have listened, controversial this. A lot of people don't think I, I quite enjoyed Quantum, but it's not the greatest. But who knows? Old Brian could have elevated Quantum right up uh, there. It needed a sense of humor. 
I think they lost a bit by not having that funny little scene. It was, I mean, there was a lot of problems with behind the scenes with Quantum with yeah. the writer strike yeah. and stuff. It's hard to get around. Um, yeah. But okay, well, well, we've got a little bit of time. So I want to bounce off Bond because there's more yeah. to you than James Bond. And yeah. one thing that blew me away a little bit, uh, my other half is a big fan of the RSC. And oh, yeah. we, we've been to the Globe many times. Mm-hmm. I was ba- I was like taken back by your stage credits, actually. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know you'd done so much work on stage. Yeah. And you know, I was going to go far. If we had more time, I'd go through some of your roles. But just a question really I'd like to ask is, do you have like a preference for screen or stage? Or where do you like to spend your time? No, I mean, well, the answer I've developed, not, I'm not saying, hey, that's a boring question, but occasionally you get asked that question. And um, I eventually developed an answer, which I thought, hey, this is a good answer. I used to say to people, you know what, it's a bit like asking if I prefer breakfast, lunch or dinner. Hmm. And the answer is I just like eating. Right. I love that. That's kind of my answer to that is still vaguely true. But here's the weird thing. I have probably done 80 big fat theater productions in my time i've now done about 25 feature films and like 50 tv things and 500 radio plays and blah 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 i now actually have to say i prefer being on a film set and i never thought i'd say that because theater was always my thing i needed the adrenaline i needed the the fear that i liked facing my fear i liked the fight or flight thing and actually now I'm getting a real kick out of filming um, more than I ever have. And I, I think I've, I'm really getting the hang of it. And um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm doing a real fucking full on theatre job now for the first time in a little while. And I'm exhausted. Well, you're taking me over beautifully to my next question, which is yeah. going to be sort of what is it you're currently working on? Yeah, so you're back in theatre this time. I'm do- I, well, yeah, too. I I just played the lead in a war film. Funnily enough, um, doing a lot of guns and stunts just before, which it will be out next year. Called <laughs> Great. I thought it was a terrible title, and then I went, no, it's a really brilliant title. It's called War Blade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it won't change the world. It's a, it's a real film, but low budget real film. You know, less sure. than a million quid type film. But, um, you know, it's the first time in a long time I've been number one on the call sheet and it was a great fun. And then I went straight from that, which was nearly four weeks of night shoots, into um, rehearsing a play called Noises Off, which is a famous comedy, which is the most crazy comedy ever written. And we've opened now that it's had great reviews last week and I got I was really chuffed to get very good reviews but it's the most physical thing i've ever done i sweat so much in this show i run up and downstairs through doors falling downstairs it's like being lee evans for the night yeah um and i get through four shirts per show that's a lot of sweat where so, where is that playing at the moment well it was just on bath it's robert richmond theater for the next two weeks then brighton then cambridge and then it's off for a chunk. And then I think it's in the West End in the spring. I'll try and catch it in the West End then. I could get yeah, to yeah, Richmond, yeah. but the West End's closer to me. Okay. Yeah, I'll see where I can find you. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, if not, come in the next two weeks. Richmond's lovely, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's got I'm great uh, yeah. Who else is... Uh, you know, that was actually... So, uh, well, it's kind of funny. There's all sorts of funny-shaped characters in it, but we've got like old names like Felicity Kendall, Matthew Kelly, Tracy Ann Oberman, who's, you know, Friday Night Dinner and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, uh, Jonathan Coy, it's, yeah, it's a really good cast, and uh, but it's knackery, my God. The Lee Evans performance style is uh, definitely going to get yeah. you sweating. Um, 
two final questions before we let yeah. you go then first question yeah is there something in your filmography or your stage uh, performances that have been recorded you would point someone to go back and check out they've seen you in casino yeah. royale but you want them to see something else of your sort of back, okay back catalog. that's really good uh thank you for asking because that's lovely because you can actually well the tricky thing with theater is most of it's very ephemeral once it's done it mm -hmm. evaporates and all you got left is a poster but um there are a couple that I've done that were filmed well. Um, the Mac Macbeth at the Globe mm -hmm. was released in cinemas worldwide and then can be seen on Globe Player or on DVD. And that, that is a, it's not about, hey, watch me play Macbeth. It's a beautiful production that even people who hate Shakespeare go, oh, I really fucking enjoyed that. And it's got mm -hmm. a lovely cast. Um, there's a play I did at the RSC called The Rover, which was filmed beautifully, six cameras, but they never released it. They've just stuck it in the Victoria and Albert Museum. You can phone up and watch it with headphones on a big screen. Um, and it's that play is just the most entertaining thing that's ever existed. Um, and then film-wise, there was a I played a serial, a real serial killer movie, a true story called um, his name was Stephen Morin. Um, and there was a movie called The Chameleon, which won like nine film festivals. And I played this, he had five, he has split personality. And it mm -hmm. was the biggest gig of my life. And it won loads of film festivals and then never got a full release. And it was on Netflix for about a year. I think it's still on Amazon to, to be rented, but I don't know. But there's a film called The Chameleon that I am beyond proud of. Um, and then I've started, uh, I just directed my first posh short film, and I'd love people to watch that, <clears throat> which is called Care. And all you have, I've stuck it now. It's done the festival thing. It's on YouTube. You just put in C-A-R-E mm -hmm. brackets 4K. Because if you just put in Care, you get all sorts of weird stuff. Sure. So Care 4K. And I, I'd love people to watch that. I'm not in it, but I wrote it and I directed it. And it's got lovely actors like Michael Maloney in it. And, and it's just 20 minutes. It's really lovely. So that's where I'd send people. Well, and well, to read the book. Well, I was going to mention it, but we'll put links to the, uh, oh, that'd be the amazing. everything in the show notes below. Yeah. So everyone can go check those out immediately after yeah. listening to this. Yeah. I, well, if we had more time, I would talk about your book. I wrote some notes about oh, it, but, you know, uh, work and other four letter words. I've got a link to that in the show notes below as well. Bless People you. Want to find out about that. But before we let you yeah. go, sir, the final question, and I've prepped you for this. So hopefully we yes. get a good answer. Yeah. What? Yeah. We're a spy movie podcast. We talk about spy yeah. movies every week. What is your favorite spy movie? It's fairly recent. It's called The Courier. Yes, Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought it was just fantastic. It's, it's the whole harrowing. film. I know the director. I've worked for the director in theatre, Dominic Cook. Mm -hmm. We had him um, on the show. Oh, love him. Love Dominic. I, I, just a, a dear pal. Um, but I couldn't believe what, because he's a great theatre director. You know, he mm -hmm. used to run the Royal Court. And then I think this is his second film. But it just, I mean, it, the whole movie danced. It just danced the camera the whole way through and it was um i've seen it twice once at the cinema and once at home and um i just think it's fantastic really really brilliant it's one of those ones that flew under the radar for a lot of people yeah. i think and i i yeah. often urge people if you like a, a grittier spy story it's one to go yeah. and watch yeah it's a harrowing performance in bandit cumberbatch towards the yeah. end as well that's yeah. tough to watch yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, it's God, yeah. absolutely worth it yeah, yeah well a uh, perfect question and a uh, perfect answer we don't, I don't think we've ever had the courier before. So thank you for bringing yeah, that to brilliant, the show, Joseph. Brilliant. Um, but all that's left to do is to yeah. thank uh, Brian Carter himself. Yes! Mr. Joseph Milson. Thank you for coming on the show, talking about Casino Such Royale. Um, 60 Years of Bond, and thank you for being part uh, of it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you all. And we'll see you around. Thank you, Joseph. Cheers.
Well, there you go, folks. That was our chat with Joseph Milson. I want to thank him again for taking the time to talk to us this week to celebrate James Bond, to celebrate Casino Royale, and to celebrate Brian Carter. I'm glad he's never heard the name Brian before. We both got a good laugh out of that. I hope you enjoyed the chat. I'm not going to do too much of a dissection of it because I'm by myself and it would be... Uh, uh, a little bit self-aggrandizing if I did that. So I don't think you need to hear my voice for another 10 minutes. So what I will say is I will thank you for joining us for the interview. Um, it's part of our series of four interviews celebrating James Bond over its birthday in this week and next. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join us for our Sebastian Foucan interview next week. If you like what you heard on this interview, please tell your friends and consider leaving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. You can, of course... Follow us discreetly on social media at SpyHards, that's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But until next week, listeners, get your finger out your bloody ear. (laughs) 